0: This is a Foo Bar Radio podcast. For more information, go to foobarradio.com. The Joey Page Show, every Wednesday from 2 till 4 p.m.
1: Hello, I'm Joey Page, and I host the Indie Alternative Psych Music Show on Foo Bar Radio every Wednesday from 2pm. You can also expect a little slice of punk and ska and a few other bits of hip-hop and things like that as well. I speak to bands, musicians, and even your favourite venues and record stores. What we've done is we've put together a top lineup of past and current interviews. If you want the full episodes, which feature me babbling on like this, and all the songs, then you can find us on the Foo Bar Radio website. However, each of these special little episodes Which are exclusive to Spotify and iTunes Will feature the best of the best up and coming bands As well as our favourite ever guests On today's episode I've got a little chat with Kurt Vile That I did on the 6th of November And we have subsequently become best friends forever I've got the DMAs My dad got me into them Our girl are also on this You might not necessarily know about them They're a really cool up and coming band They featured on my list of my favourite albums of 2018 And a brilliant interview with Teleman, which is fresh from this week's show. Uh, they're a band I love very much and I was very excited to talk to them. I really hope you enjoy this.
2: Joey Page's full show is live every Wednesday from 2 till 4pm.
1: Okay, so I am now absolutely beyond over the moon to be joined <laughs> by Mr. Kurt Vile. Uh, thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, no problem. Keep, keep going. I will, I can, easily. I'll start there with a massive compliment <laughs> um, because what i said on my show the other week about your new album was that i can't believe that it exists and what i mean by that is because there's so much like space for like long intricate bits of music and like time to think in there and all this kind of stuff in this hyper real world i was just like i'm so glad but surprised that you listen to it like oh man i can't believe this is here in the modern world so congratulations wow thanks
3: man man i could sounds like i could do no wrong at this point thanks <laughs> not yet but we'll see how we yeah, go. wait wait for the concert yeah
1: no. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah uh you're in brighton last night how did that go it
3: was awesome it yeah. was fun um
1: i saw on instagram you snapped some pictures yeah there's was says a sunset sunrise sunset which yeah, on was- a big night or an early morning or what was going
3: on it was a no it was a sunset it was a sunset so that would be an early evening yeah <laughs> but uh yeah i had a, a sunset series you know i just kept kept shooting some sunset i say that because my friend uh wrote me you know a direct message and said i'm really loving your sunset series and i was like oh good point i'm doing a lot of sunsets thanks for mocking me <laughs>
1: <laughs> um and so with this album that's come out I've seen that you've said in a lot of places this is your best piece of work, and I've been following your career for a long time. Uh, it's almost like a boyhood dream come true that you've really worked on. Like you've you've opened for Neil Young, you with John Prine. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think's left for you? Oh, in your there's boyhood plenty left, sort of I, and
3: I'm not, dream. thank you. That's very sweet of you to say, but um, there's plenty left, and I always my my ne- latest album is always going to be my best that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be somebody's favorite or and I'm nostalgic about old ones they're all like a moment captured but uh i always uh improve myself in some way or even if even if you don't necessarily improve even if maybe say like you went dark into your own psyche and made like a kind of a sad record in a way um, you know, your chops get a little better and uh, you get maybe in- more introverted or extroverted, but you know, it's always some in some way it's your best piece of work and yet, you know. But uh, but there's always plenty to do, there's always plenty to do. I'm gonna keep doing, I'm gonna keep making my best record.
1: And you always seem to be working, you're always like up to something, whether it's like the record with Courtney Barnett, or you're perpetually putting out records, or always on the road. So, what? What is it in you that makes you want to work that hard? Like, where does this drive come well, from?
3: Well, I think honestly,
1: based on my career, a it.
3: I say this often, but my career has been one one step up at a time. Every album, so this is like an accumulation of having been around, putting records out on labels for ten years, um, and I like the idea, honestly, of not. I like the idea. One day I'm going. I'm kind of working up to a place where I can disappear for a year. You know, maybe not leave Philadelphia for a year. It's been so long since I did that, and then I'll go out again. But um, I just think um, now is the time to keep running and running. And uh, every time I get a little get to have more sizable breaks. And uh, but I and, and and little tricks I learned along the way, like um. You know, I, I'm not I'm not going to tour a record for two years and not record. Uh, you know. A note and start a record from scratch at the end of touring anymore. So that's sort of the reason I'm I'm able to churn things out. Because like, you're always. I do get kinda... a little older. I get older, a little more tired. So like I I have the foresight to know that I can't tour this record or the last record for two years without recording in between where I can, you know, for potential other records. And I've like uh, kind of accumulated a bunch of recordings at this point and stuff that hasn't come out. So I, I kind of. It's kind of almost like where I was with Constant Hitmaker where when I put that, that was my first record, mm-hmm. when I put that out, it was like a collection of my best recordings. I kind of have, I'm kind of there again where I have these recordings. I could kind of sit back and do that again. And then one day I'm just going to disappear, but I'll be back. Yeah. Away That's- and
1: back like a sort of <laughs> yeah. superhero so right supervillain night is back. <laughs> um, and so uh, being back in London, is there, when you come to London, is there anything that makes you think... A certain way about what the gig's gonna be like have you got any preconceptions of a um are you
3: honestly i have pre i have anxieties about a a london audience in particular because it's like new york or wherever i've always built it up but um i can officially say that i know tonight we'll have a professionally delivered show and i don't think i'm gonna uh, we're pretty oiled up you know Mm -hmm. i think it's gonna be good i think it's gonna be our best london show so far we have an awesome sound guy in the band we're like all, you know, we're we're very much one. We're very much, you know, I'm not going to go too, s- get stuck in my head. Everything's sounding good. So, yeah, it's going I'm not, to, I'm not too worried about this show. And you say
1: about like maybe getting, not trying to not get too stuck in your head or whatever. How do you generally prepare like in say the hour before you go on stage? Is there anything that you do to mm, get you out of that? No, or you just I, like- no
3: set thing, but I'll, I, I like to at least have a guitar if, if I'm anxious about playing a new song or something. Just get in the zone in some way, um, but no set routine at this point. But I, I just think in the past, it took me a while, just sort of like I said, one step at a time. It, I, it took me a while to not get stuck in my head out there. Like, if I'm having a bad show, it's hard to hide it. Uh, it still would be, I guess, but I'm, I'm feeling pretty cocky. Like, uh, just the right amount of cocky right just now. Just the man. right amount of cocky. Yeah, yeah. But you haven't, like, tipped over into sort of like diva prima donna mode. No, well, you know, I would. Maybe I would if I was playing arenas or something. <laughs> but, you know... We're playing uh, just two nights at Shebu. Shebu, yeah. That's, that's what they it. call it. That is what they call it. That's right. He's yeah. learning
1: fast. And uh, on
3: your day off tomorrow, are you going to get to do anything cool around London or have you got work to do? I, I'm i going to definitely uh, sleep in. we got a hotel. We've been on a bus, which is nice, of course, but it's nice when you get in a hotel for a second because it's nice just to be playing the same place
1: uh-huh. two nights in a row. Cool. And... um. What will you do when you get to the end of touring and you go home other than obviously see your wife and your kids mm-hmm. um, apart from pick up your guitar which you perpetually seem to be doing how do you like to relax like what would you do on like your first day uh, off I I've been
3: chilling out a lot at home I'll, I'll I moved to a house near next to the wo- it's in the city but I'm still next to the woods so I have like mm-hmm. a sunroom that I could just look at I'm just surrounded by green I listen to records um, or Honestly, I like to just watch TV. <laughs> like, I like what to just chill thing? out. Uh, like trash or TV, like what? yeah, sometimes trash. I like, I get obsessed with certain uh, act comedy actors and watch TV shows over and over. TV shows that are usually people had watched years ago. I'm only just getting into TV. That's what I do now <laughs> to chill out at night. I haven't watched, I don't know things like that. that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do like as little as possible. I'm gonna sit around. going to... Yeah. So get people. I got guitars all over my walls and keyboards everywhere. I'll just play here and there, or not. It's my choice. And then I'll whilst watching Chevy Chase in a film. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And and
1: and that's something that I wanted to also bring up. Like I feel like you more than a lot of people manage to get quite a lot of humour into your music, especially like through like little bits of wordplay and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. So uh, are you? Is it something that you're secretly quite interested in comedy like, well do i your...
3: i like to be funny my me and my uh bandmates or whoever i'm with you know that's definitely part i think that's a big part of music part of being on tour uh, even before i was on tour that was the thing to do is uh you know sort of american stoner type of humor, humor whether or not you're actually getting stoned that's kind of the where I, the world i'm i'm from uh-huh. and it's uh often fruitful <laughs> I don't know. But, it yeah, it's just fun fun to, uh, I mean, if you can't joke around, you, you know, we're totally But it's screwed. nice to
1: see it in a bit of a record as, like, yeah. know, I mean, just little tiny, because it's yeah, so hard things. to get that line right between being a comedy musician, which you definitely aren't, and dropping in just every now yeah. and again a subtle little line, which is great. Yeah, it's something that-
3: it's just, I'll, I'll try to get my personality in there, yeah, and make people laugh. Yeah, you know, when you have a sad song, sometimes they just got to be sad, you know, I can't. If I had a song about my fr- for a certain friend passing away or something, I'm not gonna like toss a joke in there. But even songs like "Pretty Pippin" or I don't know, like it kind of has a turnaround. You're like, this person doesn't recognize himself, but and then you're like, uh oh. but then whoever this person is, is sure looking fly with all his yeah stylish course. threads. Or like
1: you know, "One Trick Ponies" is a bit of yeah, that yeah. in there as well. Yeah, totally. um, And I know that from other things that I've read about you that you just kind of like to sit and let the music come out and you don't really have a set way of writing but I was just wondering if you could give us insight into this is purely a selfish question for me but I am doing the interview so you just have to deal with it Um, uh, Come Again can you tell me a bit about that song because that's probably my favourite one that's the one when I'm listening to it I'm walking down the road I'm like I'm um, I'm like a tough guy. <laughs>
3: just that's it. That's an earworm I've been told, and that almost didn't quite even make the record because I was going into the studio, and that, it's one of those songs that I'm um, Just like like Pretty Pimp, and I wrote this the mm. same way. I was going into work with a new uh, engineer, um, and I knew I was going in. I was probably the night before I was going to fly to L. A. And I just wrote come again on my banjo and it came pretty quick and what what do you want to know what it how it came out it came Maybe out pretty I just quick just like uh you know it's about the world it's about the world at a boiling point it's about um all kinds of things i think my my songs are uh, you know they're, they're sort of current you know they're definitely about how the world is pretty scary i guess the world's been scary in various ways but um yeah and I also like the thing about the seasons there's definitely mm-hmm. like um, I'm inspired by uh, Towns Van Zandt he's got a song where he mentions the seasons and I definitely uh, took a little inspiration from that I'm not gonna tell you what the song is but you could figure it out easy and um, just stuff like that cool. but yeah it's a banjo strummer and uh, yeah the girls the Lucius girls sang on that they, they uh, sing with Roger Waters apparently they oh, back okay. him up um, but yeah they, they I had them singing it and it, I, I wanted them to do sort of like what leonard cohen does with female vocals everybody sings in unison but it's very childlike and but you know like somehow skilled very skilled children <laughs>
1: <laughs> um now uh one other thing i want to touch on quickly is obviously everybody knows that you are friends with Adam, who used to be in the war on drugs and obviously they've blown up massive to mm-hmm. sort of like a that, like they're doing the O2 when they come over to yeah. the UK. Um, when That's not so, very big. <laughs> well, this I is, there, even if it's like, obviously friendly because you're good mates, but is there a bit of uh, rivalry in terms of you want to so. progress? No, not, any, maybe, not to where anymore. They are or no, well,
3: uh, I mean, first of all, I haven't played in the War on Drugs in 10 years, but Adam's like, uh, it's in my it, we're like best friends in spirit. Uh, you know, when we're best friends, like you could say in real life, but we don't, I don't get to see him as much. You know, he's got mm. a, whole another life now where he's not in Philly the same way and he's very insular. Maybe I am in my own way too but um, he gets really deep in the record making process which is awesome and uh, just a different thing. He's got a big band. He's got like an E Street type of band mm-hmm. in that they can play these arenas and I'll be able to do the same thing. And you have as, you've
1: done it for Neil right?
3: But Yeah but I'll be able to do the same thing in my own way but I, my, my thing is like slower steps up um that 's not to say that one day i'll have a massive leap but i uh, i'm definitely inspired by people like Nick cave who he's always been a legend mm. um and he could be really gritty he could be all- really raw you know but then i don't know when he started playing arenas but uh i mean his shows are like the best shows ever nowadays in the last few years they 've always been great, but now it's even transcending more and he's like 60 or I don't know how old he is but he's playing these so uh, you know I'm 38 so I'll, I could definitely uh catch up to, to that schedule of I could catch up to that schedule but yeah. maybe who, who knows when I'll play, but I just play some it's arenas. like with,
1: with like me and my mates in, in sort of what I do it's like if they sort of get a step ahead of me I'm like it makes me work harder to try and catch up to them That's kind uh, I of think
3: everybody I does that with I, I definitely I have plenty of friends that um I admire that I see them doing something, and then I, yeah. But I, I've always been a competitive person. I'm, I'm all, in, in my own way, even whether it's, it's in my own way, whether it's crunching numbers in my own. Like um, some people might be playing to bigger audiences, all, all kinds of bands. Um, but I know in my own little niche, I'm st- I'm still num- I'm number one of, course, of where I'm yeah, at. And I'm number. Is, nobody can like if you want to talk about music. I there's I got this one little niche. I can't. You know, and then others are, people are above me in other niches, but in whatever my niche is, I'm, I'm, I'm in first place.
1: Well, I think you're the only one in it as well, actually.
3: Well, okay. I think. Okay. Which is
1: obviously brilliant. So. Sweet. Well, that's no no contest. No no contest. Um, Literally. Now, also, (laughs) um, you are a dad. Mm-hmm. right um so i just wanted to ask you a little bit about that aspect have you found yourself especially as your your girls are getting a little bit older doing any sort of really stereotypical dad things like do you have to have a go and for certain things that you've like oh god i sound like someone's dad now or like i love
3: dad jokes i love uh i love corny dad jokes in general i love uh yeah um but yeah no i can't really i don't know how to answer that question I'll only cuz say it again
1: Well, just like, do you ever find yourself going like, "I'll tidy your room," and then you're like, "Oh,
3: I'm no, I never, I never, there anything? I never say tidy your room. (laughs) I never say that. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, just
1: wondered if you ever um,
3: stereotypical. Yeah, I mean, I I just sing goofy songs, or I do dad things, like I swing, swing them around, and you know, I don't, I don't really enforce, try not to enforce rules, but once in a while, uh, once in a while they have to clean the whole house from top to bottom, but that's it.
1: Okay, good. <laughs> um, do they get po- pocket money for that or what? No, I'm just kidding. No. No. <laughs> but you could, you know, you do realize that's a thing that used to happen to me. Well, like, chores for pocket money.
3: Yeah, I'm not a, a strict dad. I just, but I'm in, inspired by Mrs. Hannigan from uh, Annie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, um, man. Honestly, uh, such a good album, and just such a general massive fan of your work. So, thanks very much for coming yep, on. thank Enjoy. you. Cheers, man. Thank thanks. you.
0: The Joey Page Show, every Wednesday from 2 till 4pm.
1: It's now a great pleasure to invite onto the airwaves, Johnny from the DMAs. Hello Johnny, are you there? Hey man, how you doing? Yeah, good thanks. Um, how are you doing? I'm excellent actually. Are you, where are you today, in Leeds?
0: I'm in Leeds. Yeah. Um did my washing, just ate some badass jerk chicken nice so brekkie i'm feeling good
1: N- yeah. nice is that sort of like a mid-tour wash that you've just been doing yeah,
0: it's my second one so far
1: second one so far okay good
0: a, um,
1: so slightly weird way that i found out about you guys is through my dad okay talk to you. so uh not not something that i'd imagine that he would be into but he was like oh You've got to listen to this, you'll like them. And he was absolutely right. And uh, so he put me on to you, a bit late to the party, got into your latest album. And yeah, congratulations. I really, really like it. Thank you. And and you guys are from Sydney, right? So uh, I just came back from there, as it goes, uh, about six weeks ago. And you've been here for pretty much the whole of April and May. So is there anything you're particularly missing from home at the moment, Johnny? Uh, Not just yet. Not just yet. Oh, um, my girlfriend. Oh, good. You know. Yeah, make sure you get that
0: in there. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'd be um, in trouble if I would not say that. But yeah, yeah. you know, oh, am I like, you know, it's nice to have some nights off and just like, uh, you know, Netflix and chill that y- kind of vibe. Yeah, of course. But At the same time, you know, we'd had enough time off um, over the summer making that record and um, it's actually good to be touring again and it's nice adding adding extra, you know, all the new songs of the new album into the live set as of well. Of
1: course, yeah. Changes it up for us and changes it up for the sponsors. Yeah. Um, Hannah, our uh, assistant producer that you spoke to just before, she uh, came to see you the other night and said that it was amazing as well. So, got that I missed that.
0: Oh, nice. What gig was
1: that? Uh, that was uh, Kentish Town. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, nice week. So, and did you make the record in Sydney then? You say you had like time off when you was making the record
0: well it was it was kind of done within like three places um the first was like about an hour and a half out of sydney north right kind of in this studio called the grove that's like kind of in the bush it's like a pretty nice studio and whatnot and we kind of got like the foundations, like acoustic guitars bass and drums down and then we came back to our studio which is above a pub in in camperdown which is like uh in the west Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then, not too far from that pub, our producer Kim from the presets had a home studio where Tommy did lots of the vocals and stuff.
1: Cool. And yeah. uh, I, I mean, I just always marvel at any time that anybody in Australia gets anything done because it's it's so hot most of the time. I just like when <laughs> a, I don't know how you managed to make an album. I would literally not have a job and be on the beach. There's no way you get me to do anything. But having said that, your sound as i'm sure you've had loads of people dribble on about this to you is so sort of like of a period of music in the uk a real glorious period of music as well the sort of Britpop pop and a manchester era is that something that you guys listened to sort of growing up or is that just a sound that's come almost completely by accident
0: um no it's like for me it was like you know being 15 16 and learning to play guitar and hanging out with just a particular group of friends in Australia who were listening to all those bands of that era, you know? Yeah. Um, but for Tommy, I think it was more that, like, his dad's a scout. And, really? like, And so then, and t- also Tommy's got an older brother who's, like, eight or nine years older than him. hmm So while Tommy was growing up, his brother was, like, more of that generation, you know what I mean? And, like, and was playing it around the house, kind of, when he was growing up. yeah, yeah. So I, I guess that's kind of where it came from. Mason's really, like, never really listened to the Britpop scene that much at all. He's kind of more into, like, Dinosaur Jr. and Sonic Youth and Pavement. And okay, cool. Like
1: that, yeah. And I think you can hear a little bit of that in there as well. Uh, and, and again... Yeah, you can
0: hear it in these in guitar tones Yeah, more, more so. And yeah.
1: again, like, I'm so pleased that it's going so well for you guys because it just seemed like such a great sort of little gang of guys and I really... I really like the album, so I'm glad it's really taking off for you. Cheers, man. And you are at Leeds Uni tonight, is that yeah. right? Yeah. And then Oxford, right. Bristol, Glasgow, Dunfermline, Birmingham, Sheffield, and then the Neighbourhood Weekender. And then is that it for you? you, or is that just you're done in the UK? Are you going anywhere else, or are you having a little break?
0: Uh, so we pretty much we finished that Neighbourhood Weekender. It's because it's my birthday in Birmingham as well, oh, nice. cool. That's going to be a bit of a laugh. And then uh, and then we go back to Australia, and uh, I think we start in Brisbane like two days later. Oh, okay. um, and then we do the Australian tour, which is going to be a lot of fun. Um, and then we come back over and do, um, and then I think we've got like Reading and Leeds, summer sessions in Glasgow or something, and that Finsbury Park gig as well.
1: Which Finsbury Park gig is
0: that? Uh, with Liam Gallagher.
1: Oh, cool. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah, that'll be cool. Yeah. Well, I'm still uh, trying to find my way into that. But if, if I do, then I'll definitely be there to watch you guys as well. I'll get in there yeah that'd be cool out. hey listen you've been a great guest and uh, keep up the good work we really love the album and if hey, you get a chance so to go much. and see the guys go check them out oh just quickly one one last quick thing what's it stand for
0: doesn't mean anything doesn't, mean, doesn't anything. mean anything <laughs> okay
1: good yeah. yeah great that makes a lot of sense uh, we're going to play for now and uh, hopefully uh, next time you're in London we'll get you to come in the studio and have a chat with us
0: awesome
3: thank
1: you nice one thanks have a good day man enjoy yeah, Leeds cheers man cheers thank you. take care bye this is for now by the DMAs
2: Joey Page's full show is live every Wednesday from 2 till 4 pm.
1: Okay, so it's now time to welcome Soph from Our Girl into the studio. Hello. Hello, hey, how's it going? Sorry you had to witness that. It's not me having, at all. A, having a breakdown. I, I feel for you. I just really love the World Cup. Yeah, fair enough. And I've not been told I've been sacked from it. I mean, I didn't know there was doing <laughs> monsters. I'm, I'm busy on Friday anyway. Um. <laughs> Uh, so, how are you? Okay. I'm good, thank you. It's yeah. really nice to have you here. A uh, big fan of your work in your various different bands and things that oh, you do. Oh, uh, The much. Big Moon. I remember me and my uh, then girlfriend, now oh,
2: yeah. wife, oh, seeing you at
1: uh, Latitude on the really, oh, really small, sort of like the side stage, yeah, sort of in the middle of everything. Sort of white tent yeah. Thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and didn't know who you were. And... Uh, I heard it. Just, <laughs> yeah. was like. No, I loved it. And so we just like, and we stayed and watched like your whole set. Oh, really? Like, These guys are really great. Oh, and cool. Thank you. So sort I've of been following you here and there. Yeah. On Spotify, et cetera, ever
2: since. So, cool. Yeah. Thanks. It um, was a fun one.
1: So tell us a bit about our girl, which is your your other love.
2: Yeah, my other love. Um, we're a three piece. It's me, Josh and Lauren. They mm-hmm. couldn't make it today. That's what okay. I'm representing. Represent, yeah. Um, and yeah, we've, we've just like, well, we finished recording an album last summer. Nice. has been a band for a few years, but we are ready to share it basically it's coming out in august
1: mhm and you are doing some incredible um sort of bespoke artwork opportunities and and the like for the vinyl release of oh, the yeah. album yeah 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 so tell us a bit about that the um well, in
2: with the records
1: yeah if you if you pre-order it
2: yeah there's you you basically get like an art print of of one of the like the singles artwork yeah one of the three singles um and, yeah, we've got, like, a lot of family and friends that do artwork f- for us. Like, my mum designed the T-shirts and the tote bags you can get. Nice. Stuff like that. Um, and has she got
1: history of designing? She, just yeah, well, she's an artist. Okay, cool. Yeah,
2: so, um, yeah, and my best friend, Lucy, as well, like did our first drawing ever for our single sleeper. So we might have, yeah, some of that stuff going around as well.
1: Nice. And, uh... It's, it's a coloured vinyl as well, isn't it? I'm just re- re-reminding myself. Yeah. Like an orange, orange and a, a orange, or black. Yeah. Black's
2: well, the not, normal. Yeah, orange is yeah. orange is the special. Obviously, black is not coloured deluxe. vinyl.
1: All yeah. vinyl. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's that's really cool yeah. that you've got that coming out. Cheers. Um, and so I was talking to you this about this just before you you did a cover as well, which I'm going to find a way of playing on the show today because I think it's really excellent. Oh, cool. Not that to is. not to discredit any of your actual work but <laughs> yeah. uh, you did a did a cover of uh sad fuzz by ty seagull who's another one yeah. of my favorite artists so yeah. it's like, have you cover that it's, like, it's very rare that you get two people that you really like sort yeah. of meshing in that way normally it's someone that you don't like cover ruining something, you something that you really <laughs> <Yeah>. love <laughs> oh I'm you know glad I mean. it didn't so, go that way
2: yeah yeah yeah, yeah it was it's really fun it's really fun to play we've only played it once live since okay so i think we should start we should start doing it yeah
1: and um, how how's the dynamic different to uh, the Big Moon when you play? Because I've not seen um, our yeah. Girl live, so how how does it differ? What's On the stage? yeah yeah yeah?
2: Um, well, we're just different people. I mean, sure, I'm but the same, I mean, like, one, but yeah, yeah. Um, and the music's quite different as well. I think the Big Moon's like maybe m- not that our Girl aren't fun, <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> but it's just sort of got a different energy to it. Um, yeah, I think just different songs, different people. It's like you know. Lauren on drums and me and Josh at the front playing together Yeah. Lauren does a lot of headbanging she's like, okay, nice. just like a, a wash of orange hair that's all you can see the whole time
1: great <laughs> um, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing that live yeah thanks so, yeah, that would be really nice um, and so the album comes out in August um, and you're doing Benny Kasim yeah which is amazing have you ever been before no it's really cool yeah i I've been there and it's, it's have nice you? yeah it's so weird to go to a festival and then be able to spend the day on the beach.
2: Yeah, because music doesn't start till like, five or six, right? Yeah, it's just yeah. too hot.
1: Yeah, so it go- everything goes on super late because yeah. it's too hot to sleep as well.
2: Yeah, so I mean, in the morning everyone must just be dying. Of, like, well, what happens is you get up
1: early okay. and just, like, traipse down to the beach and sleep there. Yeah, okay, Because yeah. you get the breeze. Just get and, in the water. Cool yeah, down. exactly.
2: Sounds great. It's really
1: good. Hopefully we'll have time um, for that. And then uh, some Rough Trade gigs as well.
2: Yeah, yeah. on like album release, yeah. we were going to do some
1: in stores. Yeah, that's cool. Have you done uh, any in stores before? Um, at rough Trade?
2: Yeah, we did one when we had an EP come out like last year, also. Yeah. We played at Rough Trade East, which was really fun. Yeah. But it'd be great to be doing it like with an album that Of course, was really yeah, because you know? I just
1: think they're the best thing, those
2: Rough Trade gigs. Yeah, they're really cool. Yeah.
1: And so yeah, intimate, but, like, still really fun and, like...
2: Yeah, there's still, like, a good atmosphere yeah. there. Like, you might you might feel like it's going to be a bit dead because it's, like, mm. in a shop, but every show I've been to there and played, it's been really fun.
1: Exactly, yeah, yeah. Um, and so uh, the album, Stranger Today,
2: mm-hmm. what is that, um... What's the t- What's the meaning of the title? Um, it's a lyric from one of the songs, a song called Level. Okay. Um, and the, lyric- the lyrics, I told a stranger today. Um... Just we just really liked it as a title. Okay, great. Also it's a bit ambiguous. If you don't know it's from the lyric. Yeah. I could you know I guess I kinda like that it also means like might be feeling strange today. I don't know we just felt like it fit in with, the, with this yeah. sort of whole feeling of the record
1: cool and you recently did a, a session at Maida Vale mm-hmm. did that make you feel strange in any way <laughs> see where I'm going with that I, <laughs> Very tried. Good. I really tried I to, like
2: it Yeah. not
1: quite I didn't quite make it but you know what I'm going when we were
2: for? there I said out loud I feel yeah. strange today <laughs> but is that something...
1: Because, obviously, from the layperson's point of view, there's, like, a lot of history to Maideville Studios and things yeah. like that. But when you're on the other side of the fence, do you just go, oh, it's just a place? No, or it, is it... Do you feel it or? I
2: felt it. it. Like, it was amazing. I think it's really such a shame that it's not going to exist anymore. Like, it felt so exciting yeah. to be there. And it's there's just so much history to it.
1: But it feels the same with so much stuff. Like, yeah. when the Astoria went, I was very, very sad about that. Yeah. And, you know, there's... There's lo- loads of, for examples, as well. Yeah. But yeah,
2: I guess things just sort of move on, but there is a. It does feel more exciting than playing other places because it's got that sort of history to it. Yeah, and that's amazing.
1: So yeah. at least you got to do yeah, it. Yeah, I feel really lucky we did. And have you, did you take like a secret memento, or have you just? Yeah, some I stole cool one and... of
2: the um, Beatles records, but no, I didn't. No, I didn't.
1: I I totally would have done. That, <laughs> which is why <laughs> I, I don't have any positions of power because yeah. I just nick things.
2: Yeah. I went well, to see
1: I went to see um, a comedian once at, um, I think it was Hammersmith Apollo actually. Okay. And I uh, <clears throat> got to go backstage afterwards. And the only thing I was obsessed with was like unscrewing a picture of David Bowie that he'd signed from the wall. Oh really? I was like, where can I get a screwdriver? <laughs> like, I literally would have nicked it if I could have got it off the that's wall. That's amazing. And that's the kind of that's the reason I don't get let in places. Are you places. The that you didn't? No, I'm gutted. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Maybe you should carry a screwdriver. No, I've left Not that, that I'm agent out so, yeah, No, no but
1: yeah, I think for the future, if I get back,
2: yeah. if, if you're gonna, gonna do it, you might as well go all the way. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, exactly. Be <laughs> Thank you so much for coming in. Uh, let's nice, just quickly it. remind people, number one, that they can get some fantastic uh, bundles for the album. Oh, yeah. If they pre-order them on your website, on your little merch stand. bundles.
2: Big Mac,
1: Mac Mega Bundle. Yeah, Big Mac Mega Bundle. Uh, cassettes and tote bags mm-hmm. and personalised artwork and uh, coloured vinyls. Mm-hmm. The album's out on August the... June- 17th. 17th. Yeah. And uh, you are also doing a headline tour.
2: Yeah, we're doing that in October... Starts on the 12th in Birmingham.
1: Yeah, and then you have Bristol, Leicester, Leeds, Sheffield, Newcastle, Glasgow, uh, Liverpool, Cardiff, Southampton, London, Brighton.
2: Yeah, that's it. Some
1: real great places. Yeah. To, if Sorry for all the ones that they didn't see fit to come to, but I think yeah, I mean. they've picked the best crop. It's a
2: tricky game. Yeah. Hopefully
1: uh, they'll travel. If like hopefully they way. will. Um, so we are going to play uh, your newest effort in my head. Uh, is it? there anything you'd like to tell us about before we give that a
2: press Um, I don't think so you know No. enjoy alright well thank you so much for coming in it's been lovely to
1: have you in um, thanks yeah it's been fun really enjoying uh, all the stuff you're putting out so keep in touch yeah sounds good uh,
2: whatsapp yeah
1: well whatsapp yeah (laughs) Um, this is in my head by our girl
0: the joey page show every wednesday from 2 till 4 p.m
1: it's now time to welcome into the studio tom and pete from teleman welcome gentlemen thank you hello hi so exciting to have you on the show today how are you good it's nice to be
4: in a warm little studio it's freezing outside it's
1: really cold isn't it i walked here today
4: I don't know where you live, so I don't crazy. know if that's a big deal or not. It's,
1: it's about an hour walk.
4: Are you a mentalist? Yeah, really, uh, yeah. Where's that then?
1: Uh, Hoxton. I walked along the canal,
4: gathered oh. my forts, was it Was it on.
1: beautiful? Was it a beautiful thing? It is nice. I like it because... It's just better than getting the tube, isn't it?
4: It's much better. A lot of, you know, great writers and thinkers would just walk for hours. And that's where they kind of work shit out in their head.
1: Yeah, do you do you walk and write? Are you are you basically putting yourself in the frame to be called one of the great writers and thinkers? <laughs> oh, well, thank you.
4: Thank you for putting me in the frame, though. I, I didn't want to do it myself, but I'm glad that you took that initiative. Um, no, I don't, but I do like to walk. It's really good. If you're stuck on a song or something, you're stuck on some lyrics, mm. just walking just walking and just without any distractions is really good yeah it's good
5: for you isn't it generally like it's unless you are on like busy main roads then it's probably not so good it's pretty
4: you. bad for you on a busy main road all the partic- mm. particulates you know you feel them going into your lungs and apparently CO2. it's not that bad
1: though not like as bad as you think but really? i suppose they're just trying to get people to walk aren't they so they, they'll tell you what they want you to think i suppose but yeah so I'm really excited to have you in here uh let's have a chat first of all about your album uh family of aliens can i ask you first off why you decided that you wanted to go with that for the title like what, is there a reason that you decided to call it that specifically
4: um well that was we took the title from one of the songs on the album mm-hmm. um because it felt like a lot of the themes in the record were to do with kind of alienation feeling a bit alienated um I guess a lot of the songs were were being written at the time of you know th- weird stuff happening in the world that we weren't used to, such as you know Brexit and Trump and stuff. It all felt a bit like what's going on? Where do I, like where do I fit into this? Where do we fit into this? And it seems like most of our friends and the people who we hang out with didn't really relate to the world as it was seemed to be going at the time. Um, so there's that kind of angle to it. It's it's a sort, of, sort of feeling of feeling sometimes like you are on a strange planet. Mm. And the family thing is is just because you know we are pretty much like a bit of a family in our band.
1: Yeah, and I know that like three of you have all been mates for a long time uh, since. Four. Oh, three. Yeah, yeah, but then yeah, all right, all right. and then and then uh, <laughs> you add, you added a new member to the family uh, and like when you started as Teleman and stuff. So yeah, for a band the core of you has been together for a really long time like as mates
4: very long uh, time I mean we were making music together before we were in any bands we were just you know dicking around am I right I think that you sort of
5: grew up together as well yeah kind of Oh, Tom and Johnny are brothers
4: yeah oh yeah of course yeah (laughs) I mean we grew up together yeah I literally grew up together from um I think
5: me and you started hanging out when I was about sort of 18-ish no no way we
4: were much younger than that I reckon oh yeah and whereabouts was this in Reading in Reading okay yeah, I lower, early,
5: like s- early. 15. Sort of. That's the the, the district in Reading.
1: Yeah, right. Oh, okay. <laughs> Lots of uh, misreadable words, early and reading. Yeah. 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 Um, early
5: learning center.
1: And, yeah, when when I listen to the album, quite a lot of the time, uh, you're, you're talking about other people when you're singing, like uh, Always Dreaming and Twisted Heart. They seem to be about someone or... Yeah, something in particular. So, could you shed a bit of light on that?
4: I'm not. I always get a bit kind of. Um, I feel a bit cornered when people start asking me about uh, lyrics and to analyse stuff. But uh, I guess, like, my instinctive reaction would be that I, I, I've been recently like quite conscious about songs that are always about me, me, me. Right. And always 'cause so many songs. I say ninety percent of the songs you hear about, are like, oh, I feel this and I feel that and look at me and all these things I'm feeling and it's like it all feels a bit kind of like I don't know a a bit kind of egocentric and maybe look outwards a little bit see now now maybe I'm like a a bit of
1: a thick the layman right but when I listen like especially to those two songs I was talking about I almost see it as you almost talking to yourself so I don't know if that's what was going on and you don't like to be cornered by these things so I'm not going to keep pushing back do you know what I mean I was like oh I feel like when I've seen you perform live, which I've seen a number of times, you seem to be in your own little world, which is really like fascinating to watch. So that makes me think that maybe that's because I'm trying
4: to um, to remember the words. Right, that that, that look, that look (laughs) you're seeing is pure concentration. Oh well, it looks like pure (laughs) ethereal magic. (laughs) No, I, don't, I do. I do like sometimes feel a bit um, kind of cornered, as, you, as I said, with, with trying to analyse and explain lyrics. But I also think it's very interesting. Like the questions you're asking are interesting. So I mean, I try and I, I try to sort of get to the bottom of it. But it's, I don't. Basically, I don't have um really simple clear answers i mm. think is why i sometimes feel a bit panicky when someone's like well what is this about and i'm like oh, i can't remember i wrote it 2 years ago yeah fair <laughs> enough
1: and one of the like most interestingly and noticeably different songs uh because of the vocals on it is submarine life which uh on the album notes you've got a writing credit for pete oh, so yeah, tell us a bit right, about yeah. that
5: hey well that I mean, it's not to do with the vocoder that I got writing credits, but... Well, I was just around at Tom's house, and we were... He'd started something that was very... It was basically just the verse of the song. Mm. And I just sort of had a go on it, really, and added, like, the section afterwards, like, the kind of uh, instrumental Mm. bit, I think because live that's,
1: that song in particular is incredible because I was like in a way I was like oh this is I think I heard it first maybe did you release that as one of the yeah. early singles yeah, on an EP that was the first thing and released. I was like well, what are they doing here and then when I saw it live like that was really exciting to see that crescendo build up in that um, yeah yeah. not really a question just
5: a compliment really thank you <laughs> yeah it's not all me I mean everyone no. worked on it but you know I did my I did more But I on just wondered that. if you so sort of in, what,
1: yeah in Pete. the
5: formative stages of that song I was more involved than on other So songs. that was
4: yeah like Pete said that's, that was lit. it was a very simple kind of 1 minute song mm. totally unfinished it was kind of more of a sketch and then yeah me and Pete worked on it together and Pete kind of really expanded it and pushed it into this really big territory of vast landscapes and weird weird stuff going off. Yeah. It, amazing. Was, it was an amazing day, wasn't it? was it, for it us? was it was epic. Yeah. Uh...
1: And um, and what made you decide to put the um to put the vocal effects on? Oh like that, are you always like experimenting like that and that was just one of the things that you that is no, like, really prominent. The or? reason
4: that was well, I put that on straight away as soon as I did the vocal, even uh, even on the rough demo, because basically I, I was singing which is what I often do, I was singing nonsense into a microphone. I didn't have any lyrics and I was mumbling it was very like it was very uh unconvincing Mm. and without conviction so I was like I just need to just tidy this up so I just whacked a vocoder on it so you couldn't really hear what I was singing and it sounded quite cool it really worked with the tone of the song Mm. kind of it added a a nice edge so I left it on now no one can understand what I'm singing which is one of the unfortunate byproducts so I want to put the lyrics on a big screen right hopefully
5: that's like a goal of ours. A goal to have it yeah, on a big yeah, screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe as a piece of art or... <laughs> just as a live visuals. Yeah, fine. Yeah. It is a piece of art, I suppose. A gig. But you could
1: sell it as a poster. I'm just thinking of merch. I'm just thinking of ways you can make money from it.
5: That's a great idea.
4: It's not right. a bad idea Let's get you on board with that. Yeah. Welcome. Um, Welcome to the team. Thanks.
1: Well, if if I joined the team, <laughs> yeah. would I be able to play one of the aliens? Absolutely. Was that a one-off it, thing? Th- was that... It
4: was a one-off thing. Yeah. We had um, for our live show, just talking to the listeners. Yeah, that's a good point. (laughs) For the live show, we had um, some aliens on stage with us in green. They were green aliens. Green aliens. They were kind of dancing with us Mm. and just walking around, not for the whole gig. But then they came into the audience and sort of danced around
1: a
5: bit, and then they were selling merch at the end. Yeah, it was a good laugh. Yeah, we hired them. It'd be great to have that more, like if people turn up in their own alien outfits, like maybe they can dance around. and mm.
1: I, I wanted to ask you actually about your your audience, as it were. I feel like you have quite a cool audience. And you therefore. Cool they,
4: or cool? Cool. Oh.
1: Uh, and they therefore don't. They seem to sort of stand at the back and shoe guys a bit. Does that. When you say cool, what do you mean by that? Like hipsters, like people hipsters? like me. But yeah. You're like, when I went there, there seemed to be a lot of. Uh, sort of cool
5: that might just, that, geek. it could have been just where we were it's but, a london sort of thing mm, isn't
4: it one thing I can say about our audience is that they are extremely varied it's a real mixed bag okay. now, I remember the last not this London show we just did but the one before I was standing um, just off to the side kind of watching people leaving and it was such a such a strange mix of people and it really delighted me I was so happy that, that all these people who, I don't know, seemed to have nothing to do with each other all had something to do with each other or had like a common interest, which was us.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, it, nice. it must have just been the, the hackney aspect of the last one.
5: Maybe, yeah. Yeah,
1: where it was like a lot of hipsters and they were all sort of maybe because were quite far back. And, and I was like, come on, this, do you know what I mean? Maybe because we'd gone a bit more electronic, all the hipsters came out maybe what made you decide to bring that element into your music because I really love that and find it really interesting for a band uh,
4: (laughs) (laughs) did you look at the uh, hipster money and go there we go I think like like my honest answer would just be really getting quite bored of playing the guitar Mm. and and just like not not, not like I still use the guitar I still write on it sometimes but just the whole sort of jangly jangly chords Mm. thing playing around these chords. I don't know. Just, yeah, frustration and, and wanting to push myself, push ourselves harder, I, I you know, think, challenge ourselves. I think there's an
5: irony in it, which is that I think loads of people thought that as well. So now it's like, like the idea it. of indie, like if it's almost like, Guitars are like the opposite of indie now in some weird way. Like yeah. this could be a bit rebellious to play a guitar again.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Sort of weird it's weird. it's always going around in circles, isn't it? And also, the, like even just the word is, I find disgusting. It is, doesn't, it is, it is, yeah. doesn't really explain what's yeah. going on. It hasn't really got a name.
5: No, but I think but. that the fact of that word is part of the reason why, even the fact that we're disgusted with that word in a way, might feed into the choices you make. Yeah, right. It is, I don't know I, I don't I know love, quite how to explain that but but I, I really love the way that you're
1: using this kind of almost Germany quite German sounding you know electronic sound to your stuff uh, especially like Fun Destruction is an absolute tune uh, I really love it so congratulations thanks. I love that song so much and what's what's the plan for you I'm gonna stop grilling you on like musical stuff a minute, but there's just lots of things I had to ask you that I wanted like from a personal yeah. almost like as a fan that I wanted to know like I feel like you guys should be doing whatever you want to be doing and that's not to say that you're not but like what's the plan for you guys going forward have you have you got another album that you want to do i just feel like i think i said this to you when i interviewed you at stand and calling like why are you not doing like the big stage at glastonbury at some point i know it's not, it's not necessarily something you can answer but do you feel like you should be further up the food chain of these kind of Festivals and things as well,
5: or are you really happy? It would be nice. Yeah, I mean, I think yeah. There's always a goal to like be more bigger and more successful and stuff. I think everyone has that. Like it's just natural. And yes, we will be next year. I hope (laughs) so. Watch this space. We're gonna we're doing new music. We've got more stuff on the go, and I think uh, it it just takes a while. I think for some groups to like get to where you think they should be, and sometimes they never do get where you think they should be. I mean, look at the Pixies, for instance. Like at the time. Mm they weren't huge I don't think but they became huge many years later mm. and then they came and did all these big shows and I mean that's my impression of that band anyway that right, they didn't yeah. really get the recognition they, we think they deserved at the time
1: but it's like it's, it's strange because you guys get rec- like like all your albums get really well reviewed and stuff mm. and I just feel like you should be on everything all the time but that's maybe that's really nice. I think that
4: you're really Thank good. you really well thanks <laughs> yeah I, I don't know i don't know i mean i want to say i agree i suppose like we are where we are and i don't know if that's a reflection of what that is a reflection of but it's it's very very tough industry that's all i can say there's so much competition and you know we're working extremely hard all the time and it, it, I think you know you've got to work even harder than that maybe mm-hmm.
5: we, we need a live percussionist or something like yeah. that to really like I was going to say that
4: I mean, live percussion And also, live thing
5: things like having live visuals makes the show much more like exciting I suppose maybe for people maybe that kind of thing would like help us get on bigger slots I don't know but it's all like fun stuff as well like having live visuals is really ex- like exciting sort of thing mm-hmm. you know and it's like more expression to what you do mm-hmm. so uh yeah things like that I think having more freedom generally and like like a live show that's always kind of developing is something that we aim towards Mm -hmm. so that it's always exciting for people to come and see
4: well for the I'm
1: I'm talking to the listener here hello listener Um, if you've not seen Teleman live A you've got a chance to and B I can't recommend it enough Cardiff Cambridge London Bristol Leicester Manchester the 22nd of April to the 27th of April Uh, they are on tour Please go and check them out. Their album, as all their albums are, is wonderful. Uh, Family of Aliens, has been out since September. Go and get yourself a copy, immerse yourself in it. It's really great. Can you just tell us quickly about the remix album?
4: Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I can tell you a little bit. Over the years and the albums that we've done, we've had remixes done by various people, and some of them have been really good. They've all been really interesting. There's um,
5: loads of good people. We haven't decided like the final the final selection track like, listings. Yeah, you know, people like Boxed In and Ghost Culture, um,
4: Mr Dan, Drones Club, Mr Dan. S- what does he call himself? Is it it's Mr Dan? Is that Mr? S- anyway, it's Dan, S- Scary. Yeah. Dan Scary, <laughs> Dan Scary, Dan Carey, car. who um, produced not our last record, but the one before that.
5: Yeah, and I, I think what's uh, his? Who's that person? That C A R Car. car right she's, yeah she came okay. on tour with us she's doing one and yeah it's just a bunch of stuff and we're gonna release it on cool do you know record. when it's out or not quite it'll okay. be hopefully april but that's not decided mm. yet i mean we have nice to get it pressed and all that kind yeah, of stuff yeah. so nice we shall see
1: and again i'm just gonna mention them tour dates uh 22nd of april you're in cardiff 23rd in cambridge 24th in the brand new earth that's right yeah um is that an all-seated venue
5: uh, we're going to be there's two venues and we're going to be in the concert hall, so it's oh, not great. it's not the theatre bit.
4: Oh, good, that's that's nice.
5: Did to you did you
4: think it's weird to sit down and
5: watch? A yeah, page? I
1: did go and see Gaz Coombs at the Palladium, and it was actually really beautiful. That was
4: seated, was it? Yeah, yeah but right. he
1: had to really, I suppose, not that you wouldn't, but he had to really think about how he was going to do that. Yeah, and it's like you have to go knowing that you're sat down, whereas right, with right, Earth, right. I like my mate went to see Good the Bad and the Queen, and because it was a new venue nobody knew it was all seated and you're a bit like mm. oh it's not like it's, it's, it's about expectations I
4: suppose isn't it well yeah. you won't be sitting down at our gig no of course not um, yeah it's, we, we, it was a toss up wasn't it because one of them slightly bigger capacity so we went for the bigger capacity Mm. and i think it's nicer for people to be able to have a bit of a dance if they want to yeah i think so
1: so you're there on the 24th 25th in bristol 26th in leicester and 27th in manchester at the gorilla and your current single is between the rain that's yeah Yeah. soon
5: i don't yeah that's it man yeah
1: cool you might be the
5: first person playing this
1: oh great I love that when that happens. Yeah. It's very rare for me to get uh, a first play of something. So, yeah. Ah, oh, I wish I had a fanfare for it. Um, but we're going to play it now. Thank you so much for coming in. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed it. And I will see you at the gig at uh, Earth. I'm going to come along to that with my wife. Fantastic. Brilliant. Yeah, lovely. Uh, thanks so much, gentlemen. This is Between the Rain by Teleman. Well, I hope you enjoyed that little mixed bag of interviews taken from my FUBAR radio show. If you'd like to listen to the full show, which includes features and all the songs from all the artists that you've heard in these interviews and many, many more, then tune in every Wednesday from 2 till 4 live or go to foobarradio.com for the podcast.